Hello, Teaching Plus listeners. This is Ellen Watson, Senior Educational Developer at the Center for Teaching and Learning. In this four-episode mini-series, Chris Barger, also from the Center for Teaching and Learning, talks to Dr. Roshan Abraham about online education in the medical field. Enjoy. How have you uh, adapted your assessment methods uh, since going online? For each of our small group communication sessions or the history taking sessions, the students are assessed by their facilitators. So uh, they, the facilitators get in the Zoom room with them. They take histories uh, from one another and then they're assessed that way. I, I guess all that's changed is the medium by which the history taking actually happens. So that, that's the main curriculum that I'm responsible for. But it's interesting you should mention about assessment because we also have a final exam. And I was actually the uh, first one in our program to institute the, the largest uh, oral exam that we have in medical school training, which are called OSCEs. And these are observed structural uh, clinical encounters or examinations. And um, they uh, we were able to do that entirely over Zoom using breakout rooms within our clinical skills center, record all of them and have access to those recordings afterwards. And we actually did this in, oh my goodness, now I'm forgetting when we actually did it. I think it was in August when we were doing the makeup one for our year two students moving into year three. And so it was a complete redesign of the way that we normally do these oral exams. And we had to basically pivot really quickly because we were unsure about whether or not it was going to happen in the first place. And it actually went off fairly well. And we learned quite a few lessons from it that we're hoping to impart to other people in the program. We had 160 students go through this assessment in three days. And for the most part, it went off without a hitch. That's fantastic. That's great. That's like a tour de force of online education of taking a complete final exam and switching it over to Zoom and then having it go with that many students and not run into problems is amazing. Have you guys, I guess, less probably so with an oral uh, exam, but have you had any more concerns of academic integrity violations since moving online? So with my curriculum specifically, there's less of a concern with that because we can actually tell pretty quickly if a student's cheating on a history taking session. Our, the way our rubric and our assessment works, it's not so much about getting the right answer. It's about how they conduct the interview. And if they are trying to look off of a sheet as to how to best establish a relationship with a patient and have good nonverbal and verbal cues, you're, you're just going to look like the Terminator. Uh, you're going to look quite robotic <clears throat> in that and... I don't think we were able to see that in any of the recordings, but it's always possible. And so we don't go out and say that we will be watching for these things, but it almost goes without saying for the students' purposes that if they are going to try and do that, it'll actually hinder their 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 performance. So we haven't really we don't put any checks and balances in there um, for the online assessment that, but, that, but that's because we're looking at something a little bit different. Fair enough. Yeah. That wouldn't really be uh, too applicable then. Um, and are you used, are you still using standardized or standardized patient actors to, uh, Absolutely. With, that's awesome. Yeah. And now they are going in zoom as well. Absolutely. That's awesome. I actually have a, I work for a theater company, so I have quite a few friends who work in that field. So I'm sure we have some mutual friends who are. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. What's one of like the biggest challenges that you have faced since uh, transitioning to remote education? What did you see as kind of like the biggest hurdle to jump over? 
I want to say it's the desire to do more with less. So there's this, and I think it's almost human for us, now that we aren't forced into specific meetings at specific times in specific places or lectures, now that we have more freedom with it, suddenly there are all these other things that we would like to include. Now, granted, in our professional program, we're playing catch up still, right? Big time when it comes to the pandemic. And there are probably larger things that we really have to address, let's say for our clinical students who are, who are working in hospitals. But there are quite a few projects that are coming to my door, for instance, communications or otherwise, that involve all these things that I, I would say uh, teachers hadn't actually thought of before. They were just running through their courses as per usual. I've gotten five requests to be a part of different projects that all involve Zoom, have some sort of variation on either a panel or a lecture that is meant to improve engagement. And I think they're great. I think they're fantastic. I think we have to be really careful with how much time we're spending on a lot of these cool things because we can. Now we suddenly have more time and real estate to do this when we didn't used to because we didn't have, we weren't confined um, to, uh, to a lecture hall or to a room. And, and, and I, and I feel like I'm being a bit hypocritical because one of the things that I am pursuing, which is curricular podcasting does do that in, in, in some ways. But I, I think that's probably the big challenge that I'm seeing right now. As more and more things happen, we're finding it easier to do a lot of things over Zoom. We have to be thinking critically about Zoom. First of all, is it sustainable in its current form? Can we continue to use it? Will it still be available uh, at the current price? Uh, it, like post-pandemic, will we still be able to provide the teaching that we have always wanted to provide in that same format. And, and I think we need to think critically about that because that's, to me, that's, that's the biggest challenge right now from a, just from a logistical standpoint, my comfort level with the technology is such that it, it's probably been a bit easier to, to transition than, than for some other people. So I think it's really that, that desire to do more with, with what we have. And we're working with limited resources, limited understanding of the technology that we have. And so I think we need to be cognizant of that before we start adding on more projects. Yeah, it can be a very dangerous game where you're like, hey, I don't have to commute anymore. And then the next thing you know, you're the communications director of a foundation. <laughs> Bird. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening to Teaching Plus. This Teaching Plus podcast is created by the University of Alberta Center for Teaching and Learning team. For more information on any of our services, please find us online at ctl.ualberta.ca. Until next time, keep tweaking your teaching.